Hello, friends. Today's episode is brought to you by From Within Records. Burning Strong pre-orders are now live, so please head over to the From Within Records Big Cartel and go pre-order a record. If you haven't had a chance to listen to their new single, Unchained, please hit pause. Go boot up your Spotify, Apple Music, Tidal, Bandcamp, YouTube, whatever. Streamed Unchained. Learn the words. The new music is awesome. I love Burning Strong. I love Pensacola. Shout out to everyone in that band. Also, Gimmick Dreams by Pain Clinic is out now. If you haven't had a chance to stream that new record, I highly suggest you do so. Awesome band. Also, if you're not subscribed to the From Within Records podcast, episode 14 just dropped. Guests include Lennon, Matt. They talk about Pleasure Case Records. For anyone who's not familiar, one of the coolest labels. They did a lot of awesome shit, a lot of cool bands on there. I'm still a fan of that label. I have a shirt that I have a couple shirts that have Pleasure Case on it. So I'm happy uh, to have listened to that deep dive. And for anyone who cares, I highly suggest you go listen, subscribe to wherever you're listening to this podcast. Uh, From Within Records is doing cool shit. So shout out to their podcast. And I'm happy that it's back in full swing. If you're not following From Within Records on social media, please go boot up your Twitter, your Instagram, head over to Substack and sign up for their newsletter. And you can thank me later. And like I always say, please support From Within Records because they support us. If you're looking for high quality merch for your band or for your business, please hit up my friends over at Good Fortune Printing out of Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania. For anyone watching the video, they did print these. I'm a huge fan of Choice to Make, doing awesome shit. You can follow Good Fortune Printing on Instagram at Good Fortune Printing. If you want to get in contact with them, please email them, contact at goodfortuneprinting.com. Before we get into today's guest, Stacy, shout out to all my Swiths. Two years doing awesome stuff. I love Stacy. They just dropped their first Japanese single titled Poppy, which, if I'm being honest, I haven't seen or heard any of my K pop friends talking about it. Um, I love it. it. It's super catchy. The music video is awesome. I wonder if we'll get anything else out of it. Uh, I'm addicted to it. I hope to hear it live one day, maybe when they do their world tour. Stacy World Tour incoming. That's the dream. That's the Discord dream for um, for all of us in this special K-pop Discord. But anyways, Stacy, new single, Poppy, amazing. For anyone who's not on board with Triple S, hop on the train now. It's not stopping. It's getting bigger. We're at nine members strong. Hitting that 24 mark pretty soon. So please just hop on now. It'll be easier to keep track of everyone instead of having to learn the names and faces of 24 different amazing idols. So do yourself a favor then. Also, this weekend, if you see me at Blackpink, please come say hello. I would like to meet more people that are dipping their toes in both of these worlds and the hardcore bubble, the K-pop bubble. That's how I joined the special discord. I ran into some people shout out to the Fresno hardcore scene. I, I went to twice encore and I was just minding my own business, wearing a blood for blood t-shirt. This is day one. Um, I, I went to both ends of the encore, but this is uh, day one. 
I'm just walking to my seat, minding my own business, and I get approached by two dudes complimenting my blood for blood shirt. And I'm like, okay, this is awesome, uh, but um, very unexpected because I was not expecting that. But you know, chopped it up, uh, figured out that they're from Fresno. We had some mutual friends. Shout out Ipsara, RIP Ipsara. And then fast forward, uh, maybe six or seven months later, I go to Brave Girls in L.A., see some random dude wearing a Magnitude t-shirt and obviously Magnitude friends with them. I thought it was interesting and cool. So I went and approached the guy who was wearing the shirt. Turns out it was the same person from twice Encore. And I was like, all right, this is round two. We got to be friends. So we exchange uh, personal information and it just turned into a cool friendship. Now we're in a discord traveling across the country. We're helping each other out. We're just building out this uh, awesome community. It's fun. So I would like to meet more of you if you're out there. I, I know you're out there. I, I see uh, TikTok trying to uh, push that algorithm and uh, link us together because I'm, I'm seeing people that aren't too far removed that are into both. So it's, it's really interesting and cool. And I definitely love it. So like I said, if you're at Blackpink this weekend, uh, night one or night two, please say hello. I plan on going to night one. I, I don't have a ticket. So this is uh, going to be a new adventure. So going to try to get a, a ticket last minute. Night two, we're in a box, kind of fancy, kind of not. I, I'm not, and this is going to be a, a new experience because when, because this is at the Bank Stadium in LA, that's where Twice Encore was. And night one for twice i was i think like in, in the 200 section decent seats and uh day two the finale we were we're on the floor great seats on the floor and i i, I do enjoy blackpink this is uh I, i've told the story numerous times this is just like full circle type shit, right 2019 nate and i <laughs> backstage at coachella uh cross paths with blackpink we don't even know it's blackpink we just think it's just uh, you know, four beautiful women with crazy security. Uh, but obviously they had to be somebody because you're not just rolling back there uh, without security, unless you're like Nate and I, we're just uh, normal people back there with a bunch of celebrities. Um, but so 2019, barely figuring out who Blackpink was. And they like Blackpink's already at Coachella. So, so think about that. Nate and I are backstage. We have no idea. So that's where I first figure out about Blackpink. Fast forward to three years later, I'm in a box. We're about to see Blackpink. They've dropped two albums since then. I, like I said previously, I just am dying to hear uh, Lisa's solo stuff. It's going to be wild. And Love Sick Girls, I'm just going to lose my mind because that single is amazing. It's definitely an anthem for anyone who has no idea what I'm talking about. Go just go listen to Love Sick Girls by Blackpink. There's there's no chance that you won't like it. It's it's that much of a bop. It's it's awesome. And then go listen to La Lisa by Lisa. Amazing solo solo debut by not my favorite member of Blackpink. Um, we'll save that for another conversation, but it's going to be a good time. So I'm I'm really excited to be able to go back to the Bank Stadium and experience it from a different vantage point. Right, because we were in the 200s, we were on the floor. And now we're in a box.
So should should be should be chill vibes. And also, I didn't want to. Um, well, first of all, let me be clear. I failed at getting uh, tickets for retail because I, I I paid for my Blink membership. But for anyone who follows me on Twitter, if you're not following me on Twitter or Instagram, go do that because I post random stuff. It all it, it all it all ties together, right? The the um, Jamie universe. It's it's all there. The the pieces all align. I don't explain it that well, but if you follow me on everything, things make sense because um, it's all just one big puzzle that comes together. But anyways, I applied for the Blink membership, right? So th for them to try to um, combat bots, they were like, hey, give us more money uh, and you get this special membership and then you get early access to the presale and hopefully beat out the bots, right? turns out the bots were like we're not that lame this is 2022 right technology is really good the bots bought the membership too i i, I paid for a membership i got charged uh, got charged for the membership it was like it wasn't that expensive it was like 23 dollars or 25 dollars. i can't remember it was, a, it was a while ago at this point and i was waiting and waiting for my confirmation email with my info to register my blink membership info to get to the pre-sale never got it and luckily like i think like maybe a week or two later they refunded me because they realized that i never registered my membership and uh to be honest i think the majority of people bought the membership that time just to get pre-sale so they didn't have to deal with bots and having to pay resale but anyways didn't get in so lost out on pre-sale and that was all right like it's already looking grim Retail goes live. There's nothing good. I would have been down to be on the floor, but at the same time, it's like I just paid a thousand dollars to be on the floor for Itzy, right? Shout out, shout out, Itzy. We're rocking the hoodie right now, but I just paid a thousand dollars to see Itzy on the floor because once again, got defeated by the bots. Tried getting retail. Bots, right? No, not today, Jamie. We're we're gonna continue the streak. And if I'm being honest, up until Blackpink, right? Up uh, up until Blackpink, every K-pop concert I've ever been to, I paid re uh, resell stupid amounts of money. I like like it, it, it's crazy the numbers. Like just think about it. Itzy YouTube Theater. I paid a thousand dollars for the floor. Don't even ask me how much I paid for twice at the forum or my prestige KCON tickets. Um, but up until Blackpink, I found this very honest person or maybe they're not honest or I don't know. I uh, just got into the box for retail for what they paid for. So I'm not sure if they just uh, got the tickets and didn't care. They just knew somebody, but I, I paid retail still pretty expensive, but still a fair price. Like I didn't want to drop a thousand dollars to see Blackpink from the floor when they're not like my ultimate group. Like I, I enjoy Blackpink. I like Blackpink, but if you look above me, um, there's not a single Blackpink album there. It's just a weird thing. I just have never bought one. I appreciate them as a group. Obviously, I, I'm spending a, still a decent amount of money to go see them. I'm excited to see them. They're part of my my K-pop journey, right? When people uh, it's very common when I run into these people and they ask me how I got into it. I always had to tell that Blackpink story where Nate and I uh, backstage at Coachella. Um, so we're forever tied together. But 
I just didn't want to pay a crazy amount of money because we, we got some things to do. We're, we're, we're going to Florida in a couple of weeks or a little over a month, not a couple of weeks, yeah, a little over a month. We're going to Florida. Korea's in the books and we got we got some more things. Uh, shout out uh, Feet First Productions. We, we, we got more things coming next year. We're, we're trying to go bigger every year. We're trying to grow a little bit or a lot wherever the wind takes us. But I didn't want to pay that much money for Blackpink. And on top of that, okay, and on top of that, think about this. They might have sick merch and K-pop merch is really expensive. This hoodie that I'm wearing, this is just your normal hoodie, your normal band hoodie that you'd go pay $30, $40 for. They were char they charged me $80 for this hoodie. Really expensive. So I just, I, I need to, uh, you know, obviously, um, I, I don't want to blow a ton of money when I don't have to, especially when I want to do more and uh, travel more. Because like I said, first time going to Korea, it's going to be insane. I hope. I hope the people that I talk to on the internet from Korea who I plan on linking up with are real. If I end up dead or missing chained up in some dark Korean basement, please refer to this intro on the Jamie K podcast episode three, four, nine with Ben Stuckey. Just know that I didn't commit suicide. I didn't just run off with some Korean lover or some, secret k-pop star no i'm dead or i'm chained up in a basement so please find me ping my phone um check my uh instagram location that's if i go missing but uh hopefully that, that doesn't happen hopefully i go the plan is we go to korea we see weekly and then we come home and we're happy and we have stories to tell because that's that's the main goal we fly to korea to see weekly Shout out to all my dailies out there. But on today's guest, Ben Stuckey plays in Fool's Game, Last Man Out, book shows. He's part of Philly Hardcore Shows. Congratulations. I, I'm just a huge fan. I, I love Ben. He's, he's great. Seeing him uh, in person when I went to uh, Wilkes-Barre for the Drain Show and, and just watching him hand out flyers no ego, just a man of the scene. He, he's for the people. He's doing great stuff. He's creating awesome music, and I am a fan. So if you're not familiar with Fool's Game, Last Man Out, or Ben in general, I highly suggest you listen to the music, come back here, and enjoy my conversation with Ben. It, it was great to talk to him again at length. Obviously, we, we talked in person when I was out in Pennsylvania, but it's always nice to be able to get people on the podcast and get a little more personal. So Ben, I appreciate your time. I appreciate everyone who tunes in to this podcast. So please strap in, enjoy this conversation. Without further ado, welcome Ben Stuckey to the show.
right, now we're live. Welcome back to the podcast, Ben. How's it going? Could not. Uh, it, it it's it's just okay. Uh, life is just okay to me right now. But thank you for, so much for having me back on. No, I'm I'm happy you're down. Obviously, I just saw you recently um, out in uh, the Wilkesbury area, so it was uh, you know a, a pleasure for me to be able to have you back. I'm a fan of what you're doing for hardcore. And I feel like since the last time that we've talked, you've just continued to get deeper and more involved, which I think is super awesome. I didn't even realize how long it's been since like the last time I was on here. I think because I forget, I think I was talking to someone earlier and we checked and I'm like, oh, it's been like well over a year, which is hard to believe. Yeah. So thank you again. Yeah, no problem. I'm, I'm like I said, I'm, I'm definitely a fan of what you're doing. Um, but I just want to start with... Uh, the band that you sing for there's a band called uh, last man out I, i'm just curious about how that band came together yeah uh last man out uh is a band that i like you said i sing for and stuff that wasn't always originally the plan um originally the other band that i used to be in snub nosed uh the same singer of that was just gonna like basically we were planning on just like folding up snub nosed and doing that but at the time snub nosed was getting more hype than any of us expected mm-hmm. and i had written all the lyrics for the last man out songs anyways so i was just like i i just kind of told him i'm like look man i'm i'm gonna be singing for this like no offense but it's not fair that you get to sing for every band we do just because you don't know how to play bass so <laughs> we were just gonna switch roles basically mm-hmm. uh but since then we we just had, had like a falling out and stuff like that which is fine so right now the uh the other guy from Snub Nose Joe, who played guitar, just plays bass now. And right now we're just a four piece, but it's all the same people minus uh, that singer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I heard about him. So it's, uh, you know, interesting, but, you know, shit happens. And I'm just happy that uh, you guys are out there still able to make things work and, you know, uh, still put the band together and do cool shit. Yeah, no, I mean, honestly, I think, that, like, I think Snub Nose was a fun band and I, I thought the songs that we were going to put out were really cool. Mm-hmm. I still liked the songs on demo too. But that being said, I think oh, these two last man out songs, just like smoke them all, all that stuff. And I, I think it's fun to sing. So this is my first time running a band and I think it's a lot of fun. So okay. I'm, I couldn't be happier with it so far. And I'm excited to do the new stuff that we have working right now. And I'm curious, last man out, is that a dysphoria reference? Yeah, it is actually good. Good catch there. No okay. stuff like we just I mean, our goal originally with the band was um, we model because the whole split is like both sides of the band or of the split are all the same people. Just like the order is mixed around um, for the lineups and stuff. So like life cut short is all the same people as last man out. Mm-hmm. But we just wanted to model the split originally after the crutch and no retreat split because to us we're like that's such a fundamental pa release Mm -hmm. so just by naming the band after another to me fundamental pa band um we're just keeping it as pennsylvania as possible and i love that i'm a huge fan of uh you know the pahc so i i love that this uh new generation especially with um, younger people like yourself are still um, you know digging into the history and still wanting to show that respect for bands that came way before yeah, that's one of my favorite things is when a band like kind of embraces like their regional sound. You know what I mean? 
Mm-hmm. Like I, I just always think that's like such a cool vibe, kind of. Yeah, no. There's a band um, from Cleveland. I'm, I'm sure um, you know who I'm talking about. Uh, Live it down, match wearing their their t-shirt mm-hmm. right now. Um, I feel like th- they're one of those bands where they just like embody that Cleveland sound, and that's what they're going for. And I feel like they're doing that sound and they're seeing justice because uh, you know currently I, I think they're one of the best bands doing it right now in hardcore. Oh, dude, one hundred percent. And that's exactly what I mean. Like they, it's not necessarily reinventing the wheel, but it's like you know what you want to do. And they're doing it justice plus more. You know what I mean? Like they're doing really great stuff. I remember the first when their demo first came out or whatever. I forget which song it was, but I'm like, this is this is Judgment Day. Like this riff is almost exactly Judgment Day by integrity, mm-hmm. but it doesn't even matter because it just goes so hard anyways. Yeah, 100 percent. Yeah. When I first heard it, I was just like. I, I knew exactly like what their influences were, and I thought it was so sick because I'm I, I'm that type of person that's uh you know proud of their scene. I'm out here in Orange County, and I love to rep it and put on for it as much as I can, and also respect the history. Right. So when I'm out here seeing people do that for their area, I, I get just as excited because it's cool to have that hometown pride. Oh, I completely agree, and that's I like just going anywhere and seeing people that rep their area that hard and stuff is. To me, my favorite thing, because honestly, also, some, like, I guess, what's the word I'm looking for? The opposite of that, like, where people, like, hate on their own scene so much, and they're like, oh, I wish we were more like X or something like that. The one I always hear is, I wish we, like, Pennsylvania hardcore is more like it was in California, where you, like, your area and stuff like that. And I'm like, yo, man, just be grateful for what you got, you know what I mean? Like, it could be way worse, let me tell you and stuff like it's cool to like think other places are dope and stuff like that Mm -hmm. but i feel like a lot of kids are like oh i wish i was like over where the bay is you know what i mean because they got it popping off right now and they just ignore a lot of the good bands in their own area 100 percent. no i i feel like the grass is always greener type thing because i'm out here Mm -hmm. in the thick of it right i'm out here in southern california uh la is super close they they have um you know awesome stuff going on constantly but uh, obviously, when I look at other bands that I don't get to see as frequent, I obviously uh, want to see them more because I, as much as I love the scene out here, it's cool to see all these awesome bands so often. But when it, you know, when an East Coast band comes through, it, it's a little more special because we don't get it that often. It's not normal for us, right? Like you said, the grass is always greener, kind of thing. Yeah. So appreciate where you come from because good bands come from everywhere. Like I always say, uh, good bands don't only come from the most hype or most popular scene. There's good bands from every scene. You just have to, you know, take the time and show respect and, uh, you know, actually check out these bands because literally there's good bands in every scene. Legitimately tort definitely showed that, you know what I mean? For sure. Okay. And last man out, uh, do you guys have any plans to do any shows or anything else? Yeah, no, uh, for sure. We are playing. We just played the Street Struck record release this past weekend. Stuff their Central PA band, so getting to do that and Altoona with them was a lot of fun with a lot of our friends' bands. And in a week or so, like a week and a half, we're playing the Ripped Away record release in Wilkes Bear mm-hmm. with Ripped Away, Fire in the Blood, uh, Moral Code, and Killing Me. So. I'm really excited for that as well. Just getting to get in front of more people playing Wilkes-Barre for the first time with that band. Um, Ed Tech, Carl Hall. I think you saw me handing out flyers that last time. We yes. Each other and stuff like that. 
I, I wanted to bring that up. That, that's something that I uh, truly respect because it's kind of become like a lost art, right? Because um, since everything's like so uh, digital, everything's on social media, which is totally cool. But there's something special about having a physical flyer. So I remember uh, during the show when I saw the sack of flyers on the counter out there in like the, the lobby area, I'm like, oh, cool. Like somebody actually went out of their way to print these. That's cool because I'm sure. Uh, somebody's going to get that and put it on their wall or maybe even frame it or something. So it's going to yeah. live on somewhere else. And it's also going to help spread the word in a different way. No, I think I've actually had that a couple of times. And I think it's sick when like people be like, I have two. I just want like one to hang up. You know what I mean? Like just in case I lose one, I want one to hang up. Uh, but I, I definitely agree that flyering is almost like a lost art. And it really bums me out kind of because I it's still to me the most effective way of promoting a show like because either of those shows that i was promoting on that the street truck record release and the ripped away one like those aren't mine you know what i mean like mm. i'm not putting those shows on i didn't book it those are just shows that i'm playing and i want people to come so i hand out flyers and stuff like that but like a lot of like the shows i did when i was first starting to book around lehigh valley and stuff like that there's finally like a young group of kids that have started coming around to shows and stuff around here and like in media and Delaware County and Philly and stuff where it's like, and I've had a couple of them come up and like, I hadn't seen them before. And I'd be like, yo, how'd you find out about this? Like you see someone share this and they're like, no, just like this flyer over on that CVS and stuff like that. And I'm like, Oh wow. I can't believe that worked. Cause I had like three kids tell me that and I'm like CVS doing numbers for the show. But uh, to see that it actually did get a couple kids out like that have now become familiar faces is really to me like i that's proof that flowering works at least no and it's like you know oh sorry you go no i know i, I was just gonna agree you you don't know w what kind of influence you're gonna have i mean you just put it out there and yeah the, the most random place is cvs people are gonna stumble across it and might be interested or might not but I'm, it doesn't hurt to try a little yeah then you know it's like what sometimes it's like you know it's like a sunday afternoon what the fuck else am i doing you know what i mean so it's like i'll just take like a stack of 60 50 flyers or something like that and i just kind of cover all the bases and stuff and i probably i mean my friends always joke that i probably look like a creep just like standing outside of a high school as a like an old like a 23 year old dude just like posting flyers up and handing flyers out to kids but it's like legitimately these are the people i like the new faces i want to see at shows like kids that were like my age when I first started coming to around and it's worked a little bit. And like, I put it over all the vegan restaurants. I do it at all the record stores. I just kind of cover all the bases. Yeah. And that's smart because the people who already know about it, uh, you don't really have to try too hard with them. They're going to see it uh, for the most part on their social media. Cause I'm sure they follow somebody who knows somebody they, they're not that far removed from uh, you know, getting to the flyer on social media, but yeah, it's putting it in those places where people, uh, you know, who may frequent and might not even be in the loop or that in tune uh, that might catch it and you know bring them in. So I, I think that definitely is a smart thing. That's something that I wish that I would have done because I actually have uh, a show coming up this Sunday, and um, I promote it online. But the thought of putting out flyers is something that I wanted to do, but I just haven't done so. Maybe for the next for one. For the next one. Yeah, the yeah. next What's one. What's the show you're doing? Uh, this Sunday, 
um, uh, change and rejection pack. They're actually doing like a Southern California weekend. They're doing Oxnard, Orange County and San Diego. So they're coming down to San Diego and it's change rejection pact, take it to heart, fire starter, whirlwind and fading fast from Las Vegas. That's what's up. I take it to heart. It was awesome when they, when I got to book them, when they came through on mm-hmm. their East coast tour and, uh, I'm a big fan of Firestarter, So that's awesome. I'm, ex- I hope to hear how that show goes. Yeah. I'm, I'm always nervous, right? Cause it's not guaranteed that people are going to show up to your right. shows. Um, but so far the three shows that I've done, um, have been successful. Bands got paid. Then you got paid. Everybody walked away happy, no drama. And that's all I ask for is for people to, uh, you know, especially the bands. I, I want the bands to show up, have a good time, leave happy. I want everybody who shows up and pays their hard earned money to have a good time and get home safe. So, so far we're on a nice little streak. I'm hoping Sunday we continue that trend and then onto the next year, uh, 2023, hopefully continue to bring more shows to orange County and continue to do cool stuff. Cause that's all I'm trying to do now. And I, I think that's awesome, you know, and like just building your scene up with like, ju- just, it doesn't, I feel like now so many people try so hard or they feel like they have to fest their scene into existence. But like, I think just doing it like that, like, you know what I mean? Good, solid shows, like just like touring line up here, touring line up there, occasionally like a couple locals and stuff. That's the proper organic way to build the scene. And it, it should just keep, like you said, just keep building upon what you're doing and stuff. So that's awesome. Yeah. And I'm hoping the word spreads, right? Because, um, uh, you know, grabbing a, a couple touring bands here and there and i'm hoping they go back and tell their friends about the good time that they had or maybe their friends will see some videos from the show on the internet and want to play the show so if anybody wants to play orange county please hit me up let's make it happen we'll right. take care of you it'll be a good time i know that's just the main thing too is always getting like the word out and stuff like that because that was my biggest problem when i was first starting to book and i was doing it in the valley and stuff like that it was like a lot of the older heads that like knew about valley shows and stuff like that but like a lot of the younger kids didn't really know that shows happen in like bethlehem or allentown at all so it was like they were the ones i really had to like convince to drive an hour and a half out of the city to come to stuff yeah that, that was just getting bands even like that hadn't really heard of the area to come was a slight challenge but not after the first couple that people seemed excited about it yeah, and I, I feel like for people who are attending or even bands wanting to take that chance, I feel like that's part of the fun is kind of going into the unknown because I'm sure bands all have played bad shows. So, you know, worst case, it's something you've already experienced, but best case, you stumble upon something new and there's a cool new spot to travel out to and you could catch that wave before it becomes the it thing and, you know, have that free clout. Yeah, I mean, yo, I mean... Every now and then, just getting to have like a good show in a random spot, that I feel like there's no better feeling. We had that on tour a couple times and stuff like that, and it was like the high lasts for days off that feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it, it is cool to see that you you know got kids um, interested out there because that challenge is something that I'm going through right now, and it's it's so weird because right I'm here in Orange County. Uh, uh, a scene with a uh, rich history, uh, consistently good bands. We have a ton of venues, um, but I'm trying to find people to, uh, to hit me up to, to do shows. Cause right now I- I'm literally, and uh, you know, I-, I don't mind sharing this, but I'm literally 
hitting up people because I'm like, hey, you have an off date here. You want to play Orange County? Like, we'll take care of you. And right. now I'm kind of getting in, into the territory where it's like, oh, like we got to clear it with the you know tour promoter and it's getting a little uh, more yeah. pro which i totally get because I, I totally respect the bands and um, understand their position uh so i, I never want to step on anybody's toes i never want to piss anybody off it's like hey here's the offer if you're able to make it work like let's do it i'm willing to um, work with you and do anything in my power to to make it work just to have a cool show and like all the shows I've booked at have been at programs. So shout out to Chris at program for fully supporting me and just trying to help keep the scene alive. Cause obviously Getting a good venue is the main, that's the spot. Yeah. Sick that you got a good consistent spot like that. Yeah. And, and I'm fortunate enough and, and lucky to have a spot like program that has such a cool history. Uh, so it's not that hard to convince bands to play. It's just, um, all about scheduling. So like I've been telling people, it's like, hey, like I just started doing this. A lot of these tours that are coming through have already been booked for a while. So I'm just slowly playing catch up and hopefully right. coming soon <laughs> next year. Hopefully uh, people or bands will take notice and actually keep me in mind and actually hit me up. And I won't have to you know, try to uh, you know, get these off days and hopefully I'll just be an official day. Right. Yeah. And honestly, that too is like one of the better feelings about booking stuff like that because it, it can be stressful at times you know i think some people maybe milk how stressful it can be sometimes they're like oh my god it's the fucking hardest thing in the world and i'm like it, it can be stressful but it's fun at the end of the day you know what i mean and it's like stuff we love so it's not that hard but like i don't know i feel like once bands start reaching out to you there's very few better feelings than being like oh this band i love wants to do something with me that's just like an elevating feeling sort of thing. You know what I mean? I'll let you know when it happens. <laughs> I'll, I'll let you know when it happens. I, I actually want you to like, I want you to text me and be like, dude, I'm riding this fucking high right now and stuff like that. Cause it chasing down is a big part of it. And that's mm. still definitely where I'm at for most of my stuff. But every now and then when a band throws you like, yo, you want to do this? It's nice. For sure. Nice yeah. And, you know, I under and I understand the position that I'm in, too, right, because I'm new to this, so I don't expect any handouts or anything. So that's why I'm willing to put in the work. Right. I'm going out of my way and asking uh, and just trying to make things work. And, you know, I, I've got turned down. Things haven't worked out. Uh, you know, and that's a behind the scenes that I, I don't need to share mm -hmm. publicly. But just know for anyone listening, I'm constantly you know trying to work behind the scenes to to you know help keep things going because obviously there's a lot of bands out here in orange county and also in uh southern california in general like i get a lot of support from bands whenever i ask and th they're willing to help me out and play my shows help backline i truly appreciate it uh, and, and i'm always just trying to to help and grow what we have out here because obviously LA is awesome. Shout out SOS booking. They do the majority of the shows out here and they bring some of the craziest and coolest stuff to Southern California. Uh, but sometimes in Orange County, we just get looked over and I just don't want to be forgotten. So my thing is I'm just trying to uh, consistently bring shows back because LA is a staple. I, I go out to LA to shows all the time. I was just out in LA. I'll be there. Um, I think it, you know a couple times this month and next month. There's a lot of things going on in LA, but it's always nice to be able to drive less than 30 minutes to get to a show. Yeah, no, exactly. And I think that is something that I, I definitely resonate with. And I'm sure a lot of people that come from like areas, like satellite scenes, you might call them, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like areas like 
where I come in the Valley or like maybe Delaware for other people on the East coast or like maybe Syracuse, even people up there, like scenes that sometimes get overlooked in the course or even Jersey. You know what I mean? I feel mm-hmm. like Jersey gets overlooked a ton, even though there's some amazing bands and bookers shout out Jason from never again, like who do amazing stuff out there. Uh, and Dylan, obviously our boy Dylan, mm-hmm. um, who also, I, I forgot to invite him. He wanted to pop in and say hi on this, and I just completely spaced it. So, where's Dylan? It? If you're listening, he, we were just talking on Discord earlier and stuff like that. He's like, send me the dis. He's like, send me the fucking Zoom link, and I was like, where? That that'll be fun. <laughs> um, Good old Dylan. Yeah, no, I, I'm I'm a huge fan of Dylan. I I support everything he does, and um, I hope he's doing well. And I hope uh, whatever he decides to work on next, I hope it's uh, something great. Yeah, me too. We Fool's Game and Last Man Out both got to do a uh, fun show with um that he booked it ended up being at this cool like little mexican restaurant in uh new brunswick jersey mm-hmm. it was uh supporting the adrian statement of pride tour okay yeah, that yeah. was a lot of fun uh, yeah. last man out got to open fool's game headlines so that was fun for me just getting to like started off mosh for a bunch of bands play go the fuck home it, it was that but that was really cool and i'm excited to see all the next stuff he does. Yeah, I saw you. I'm pretty sure I saw you in that reaching out set. Yeah, that's there. I cannot wait for their new music. I've had the, I've I've gotten to book them once now. I think mm-hmm. maybe twice, but I feel like each time I see them, they just keep up in the ante of like how good they get and stuff like that. And I remember that the night they played one of my shows it was, it was a good night for i was surprised by how good that night ended up being and stuff for like a friday night but it was uh a local or band open like very new called vespid they were pretty thrashy and killing me played reaching out i think garot played also rest in and, peace yes rest rip uh, i know those kids are doing a new band with most of the same members so shouts out to them for keeping it pushing uh and but reaching out set that night like i think what did they do i think they did a bulldoze cover and a marauder cover and in the same set and that was really fun and their actual music is just keeps getting better live i can't wait for their new ep and wait to see the stuff they do seeing young kids just it's almost annoying seeing kids that are so good already because it's like damn you guys never had a bad band huh you were just good right out of the gate it's kind of unfair (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's crazy to see because when I look at them and I, I had a couple of the members on the podcast a while back and just um, being a fan of their music and just thinking like, wow, you're all so young, but so in tune with what hardcore is. It's kind of a trip. I know. And it's honestly like them and the Garage Kids, it's like actually so remarkable and in a good way, obviously, because it's like they are pretty much young lifers it seems like stuff and it's like you just love to see young kids with the right attitude and people that aren't obsessed with like fucking fame or glory or just like this weird ego trip and stuff like that so oh god see i gotta catch myself last time i was on a podcast i said and stuff like that about a million fucking times Mm -hmm. so anytime i do that i'm gonna have to like knock some sense into myself it's all good um but I, I am a fan of them and I'm stoked because kids like that, those group of kids, 
they give me a lot of hope because they are going to be around for a very long time, hopefully, and they're going to influence so many of their peers and they have just a lot of reach because they're way younger than us. Right. So they have access to this whole next generation that we're not even tapped in with. So when I look at a group like them, even Garot killing me, it's like groups like that, they need, um, to have people like older generations, um, you know, uh, treat them with respect and help guide them along the way. Cause even though they're young and so talented, they could easily get steered in the wrong direction, but with just a little bit of nudge in the right direction, you know, obviously stumble along the way. That's normal. They'll definitely figure it out and be a staple and hopefully create awesome music for years to come. I completely agree. You know what I mean? And I think a big part of that is just like, like you said, almost like setting an example or like even just being like giving the chance to some kids and stuff like that, like the same way I feel like people kind of just gave my band a chance early on, stuff like that, even though it's like I'd never been in a band before. A lot of the people didn't know who we were, had only listened to like our demo and stuff, but they were like, you guys come to every show, going to put you on something. And that's why for me personally, booking first shows is like my favorite thing to do, like giving a band a cool first show i've done it a bunch of times like mm-hmm. getting to do the garot first show and seeing how well that went was like invigorating to watch and stuff and so even though they're done now it's like i hope when their new band is ready i hope they let me do that one because i would love to do it you know what i mean 100 there's bands out here who i think get overlooked and for me to be able to give them an opportunity to shine I'm just, uh, you know, grateful that they're willing to, you know, take a chance with me because uh, uh, obviously I'm right. a fan of their music and I think they deserve at least a shot to, you know, see if people are going to be into it and get out there. I, I don't, uh, and obviously, uh, if people aren't getting on shows that they want to get on, it's like okay, just book your own shows and can be a little <laughs> uh, can be a little challenging, but it's not it's not impossible, right? Because th- a couple right. months ago, I was just like, yeah, I'm booking last on higher power, and I'm walking away. Don't don't don't. I was literally saying, don't hit me up to book your band, but now I'm like, no, hit me up to book your band because I want to you know uh, help and be able to you know grow this for not just me, but for uh, the scene in general. Because I always say. It's, it's not about me. I want this to uh, to show people that it can be done by anybody. Just you have to put in the work. And eventually I want to get to the point where there's a whole new crop of kids doing what I'm doing. And I can take a step back and not have to worry about it so much. Just know that the scene out here in Orange County is in good hands and that this well-oiled machine is going to continue. Mm-hmm. And I don't have to be as involved. Right. And honestly, that's like a great goal to just hope the scene becomes self-sufficient almost. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I don't really have an end game as far as booking shows. I just think it's fucking fun. You know what I mean? Like, I just I like doing it. I like seeing people have fun getting to book bands that I want to see almost and stuff like that. That's the thing. Sometimes I have a tendency to be bad at booking my own shows because it's like I'm all like ask one of my friends. I'm like all right, you watch the door for a minute while I go mosh and stuff like that, which is something I probably need to just get better at or see if I can find someone to just work the doors for me. But it's just, to me, that's the best part is like getting to get people I want to see on what I think is an awesome lineup Mm -hmm. and then see a bunch of people come out for it. That's the other thing too. I, I don't know if I mentioned it, but like one thing that I do to also try and get younger kids to come out is I, 
do like a a discount thing on all my shows where it's like like most of my shows are like $15 just so I can cover the cost of like venue and bands and stuff like that. But I'm like, if you have a student ID or something like that, you can get in for 10 like student discount. Cause I just picked that up randomly from like some dude that did shows in the Valley when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was cool because I was always broke and I'm like, Oh yeah, dog, throw that, throw that my way. So I do that now. And honestly, I feel like a lot of, for a long time, nobody did it at all. And like our, the only person that would do it would be my one friend, Kevin. He'd like come up and he'd be like, Ben, like show his fucking college ID from 15 years ago <laughs> or whatever. And I'm like, Hey, I didn't, I didn't say it had to be current. You know what I mean? Like at least somebody's using it. And then the one night, uh, I think it was the first garage show that it was like carried by six snub nose garage get who else downhill a local band from delco uh i forget who else was on that killing me was the other one okay and probably just because there were so many like young bands on that like when i say like more than half the like at least like 70 people came and more than half of them used student ids to get in it was we were dumbfounded it was like children of the corn in that building it was very weird but it was very cool because we were like where the hell did all of these kids pop up at it they're sitting at home broke they couldn't afford that extra five dollars i mean apparently i mean with gas and stuff i get you fair enough yeah yeah i have not thought to do something like that we're running um you know some tight margins over here it um program we gotta (laughs) gotta, um you know it's not that big if i had a bigger space i could definitely have way more wiggle room but to uh, to, to make sure your program gets taken care of. And I, I want to, I always want to make sure that the touring bands get taken care of. That's like a uh, priority for me. Um, so, Word. so people listening, uh, come out to change on Sunday and pay full price. <laughs> Please do. Um, one, one thing that always runs through my mind when I'm doing shows and I, 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 you know, lean on like, uh, Bob Wilson, Nate Braschuti, my boy Jeff Yuma, Josh White, I always hit them up for advice for for shows. Like whenever I have a question, if I'm making the right choices or if I did something wrong, I'll always lean on them for stuff. And I remember one of the first times I talked to Bob after I booked, uh, I think it was after the last the last straw show. Uh, he like jokingly asked if I had to go to the ATM, and that's like my worst nightmare. I was thinking about it. I'm like, okay, Bob's gonna uh, wonder if I had to go to the ATM for this one. Hopefully, we won't disappoint. Uh, him and also not myself because I don't want to. I don't never want to have to go to the ATM to to pay bands. Obviously, if the show is that bad and there's obviously an agreement in place, I will have to. But that's something that I never want to do, and, and that's just one thing that's always kind of like echoing in, in my brain when I'm doing a show. I'm just like, damn, I don't want to go to the ATM. Yeah, that happened to me once. What wasn't fun, but hey, push on, go to a better day. Mm-hmm. happens to the best of us every now and then you know what i mean that's what i hear everybody has a has a dud and i'm like all right well i haven't had one yet i don't want to have one uh <laughs> soon hopefully never. I know, knock on wood right yeah and hopefully never hopefully we just continue and have this crazy streak and i i don't want to you know have to have the craziest shows let's just um just have a, a great amount of people show up yeah just like you said just solid shows you know what i mean you don't need to have that's the thing I feel too. It's like right now I'm very happy just booking like the smaller shows. You know what I mean? Cause like mm-hmm. a lot of the time, like 
or like every now and then Bob will pass me like a lineup that like he's maybe like too busy to take care of or something like that or like normally like I'll take care of like the smaller bands coming through the area and stuff like that and I'm more than happy to like because I'm a smaller booker you know what I mean so it's like kind of perfect I'm more than happy to like work with them you know what I mean and they I'm just again I'm happy that they will even bother working with me that we can make something cool like I don't need to do a giant headliner you know what I mean I'm more than happy to just do the cool up-and-comers that's what I think is really fun just getting a band early maybe before they because I feel like all these bands have potential to be amazing mm-hmm. or like huge I already think they're amazing um so just getting them as they're up and coming i feel like it's sick yeah i've been fortunate enough for the bands that i've booked they've all been my friends so you know last Rod, shackled combust and now with change and rejection pack it's all homies so it's it's cool that way and you know I, i've been uh like i mentioned earlier dabbling with more of the little like uh of like the pro side of things which is something new and I'm not the biggest fan of because like I, I'm not that guy. I booked three shows, four after this weekend, so I'm not some seasoned vet who is crunching numbers and all this. I just do hardcore shows. So I mean, I've literally had to deal with that zero times. So you're getting ahead of me mm-hmm. and experience with that. That shit honestly terrifies me because I feel like I will fuck it up. But that said, we have people to we can ask for questions about that. Thankfully, also like for sure. For sure. Yeah. And, and yeah, I, I'm thankful to, to, to have friends like Bob and Nate and my, my buddy Jeff um, in Arizona. Uh, everybody should go play Yuma, Arizona. Awesome scene. And then my, my buddy Josh White, he, he does it for a living. So I'm able to to pick their brains and they are able to um, speak with me honestly, because obviously I want the best advice, even if it's not what I want to hear. You know, oh, I would rather someone be brutally honest. One thousand percent. For sure. And, and, and it sucks sometimes too. It's like, you know, the, I, I hear things and it's not what I want, but it's like, all right, it, I, I can't fight the truth. If, if that's um, the reality of the situation, it's all right, cool. Like, let's keep it pushing. Let's, let's move in a different direction. If that's not what, if it's not going to work out, I understand. Cool. Like I'll, I'll figure something out. Mm. It's not the last show. There's more shows. There's always shows going right. on, which is cool. Yeah, nothing, nothing's the end of the world. Like, I felt bad. Bob had to listen to me bitch the one night after I had that one bad show. He probably had to listen to me. Not even bitch, but I was just, like, fucking down. I was down for, like, probably, like, ten hours. Just, like, man, that fucking knocked the wind out of me almost with how, like, things just... It was one of those shows where it felt like things just kept going wrong mm-hmm. a little bit. And he just kind of had to be like, hey, like, could have been worse. And I was like, yeah, it, it it was bad, but it could have been worse and stuff like that. I might have, like you said, had to take a trip to the ATM, a couple other things, but we push on to another day. It's not like I stopped booking at all. I'm honestly booking right now more than ever after, like, I, I think I booked at least one show a month up until October just because I was so busy with all the Fool's Game, like, tour and recording and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now I'm back to doing a lot. So nice. And where are you primarily having your shows? Are you still out there um, in the Lehigh Valley with the shows or are you uh, taking it to other places? Cause I know uh, you book some stuff at that um, Ambler skate park. Yeah. I've uh, been doing most of my stuff uh, closer to Philly now. Okay. Just cause like 
technically I'm part of like Philly hardcore booking thing. Oh, now I, 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 I saw that in your bio. I was like, damn, Ben's stepping it, it up. Uh, normally I'd probably like wouldn't put that in my bio. Cause like it, it is nice to be mm-hmm. like a part of these people that I like really admire and enjoy learning from and working with. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my main reason for having it there is just because when bands look to see who I'm, who I am, they're like, who's a fucking nobody asking me. <laughs> they see that. They're like, Oh wow. He's not a total dipshit. He's just like mm-hmm. half one and stuff. So, uh, but I've started booking closer to Philly, mostly for that reason. I do want to try and do like a show in the Lehigh Valley every now and then. But most of my shows have been either in, I've done a couple in Ambler at the skate park, but most of mine have been at, right outside the city of Philadelphia in a media, which is in Delaware County. Okay. It's like 20, 30 minutes from the city. And there's like a really good VFW that's been like working with us there since the first show I booked in October. Uh, and they are just continuously awesome at working with us. And the show, it's a very tight spot, which means that the energy there feels insane. Like even like, I forget every now and then there's just like a set where everything goes right. And the energy in a space that small just feels so huge. Like even the one night Snubnose played there and we covered Hatebreed and the fucking energy for was probably the, that was probably the best reaction that band should have ever gotten. <laughs> probably better than we should have gotten because I, I think I played it like shit at the time because I couldn't hear a thing, mm-hmm. but it didn't matter. You know what I mean? It's one of those things where it's like, yep, it's a VFW. The acoustics are shit. People are probably spilling beer all over the floor. And doesn't even matter. They don't care. They're having a good time, and they're happy to work with us just because we're bringing some money in. That's awesome. Well, it's it's cool to see. I'm I'm happy to hear and uh, you know, get to witness uh, you grow in that part of hardcore because it, it, it's not an easy job. Uh, you know, I feel like it's very thankless, um, which is totally fine. Uh, it's, it's I'm not doing it to, to to get thanks, but there's so many moving parts that people don't even understand. So when I, you know, obviously I've always respected uh, Bob and Jeff and Nate and Josh and what they do, but I know what it's like a little bit now. Obviously, I haven't done anything on um, their scale, but just to know um, and to have to be responsible for a show, it's it's a lot of work. Yeah. Sometimes I feel like people give me too much credit also, though, like I because I feel like you're right. Most of the time, it's probably thankless. And then some kids come up to me and they're like, bro, that shit was like, dude, like that. And they just like, like, what was the one band that I booked the one time? And I like went to pay them and they're like, uh, we we get money. We thought we like had to pay you. And I'm like, what? Like, like that, that's not how that works at all. But they were just like so excited to just be like playing one of their first shows and stuff like that. I'm like. That your excitement is sick. Uh, I but seriously, like, thank you. I I didn't have to do that much. They did me a favor filling in when a band dropped super last minute. So like, mm-hmm. I don't know. But people probably give me too much credit when in reality I rely so much on like other people. You know what I mean? Like the sound, the dudes that do sound for me a bunch of the time. I rely on them. Uh, like Alex Bradley and Bob, like people that like give me advice or like well even just do small things like get me waters for the show because i'm an idiot and i forget to get them sometimes like 
they just always I have a lot of help. All Jacob Smith and all the guys in Fool's Game will always like help me out cleaning up at the end of the night before we go out to eat or something like that. Any all of that stuff helps me. And I owe them everything, honestly. You know, I always buy water for the bands. Nobody ever drinks it, it just sits there. And I tell people, hey, this water's for you. The last show I even bought like um like these not really fancy but it's like a, a six pack of like smart water for each band um so i figured each band is roughly around like you know, five to six members and i had to like hand it to the bands don't forget your water somebody's gonna take this it's just gonna sit here all night and i'm just like man nobody ever drinks the water should i just stop buying bands water but then i, I know the one time that i don't do it people are gonna ask hey where's the water you should just buy more and just sell the extras i feel like moshers always want water more than the bands do they get hot. Yeah, I never thought about that. But I'm always outside. Yeah, that makes it tougher too. <laughs> yeah. Like, all right, all right. I'll, I'll I'll take that into consideration. But okay, um, I'm uh, curious about Fool's Game. I'm happy to have finally saw you guys live because I've been listening to the music. Mm-hmm. But seeing you guys at uh, Carl Hall and Wilkes Bear was uh, really awesome. But for for you. What is it like being in that band? Because uh, from the outside looking in, seeing you guys so busy, uh, you know, of a, as of late and uh, doing these uh, shows, um, hearing about offers that you guys are getting and also just speaking to your peers and hearing, um, you know, positive things from them as well. I, I think it's really awesome. But I'm just curious, what is it like for you to be a part of Fool's Game? I mean, it's going to sound corny, but like my life has like literally changed so much since the first show and stuff like that like mm-hmm. it is hard to state how much different my life is now than it was back in march we haven't even been a band for a full year which already feels insane but like this is a band that now i put most of my effort into like this is my first real tour like i got to play this hardcore for the first time getting to play fya for the first time uh we got to be on the one scene unity comp, something that's like been my, one of my favorite things for the past couple of years. Like it's hard to express how much the band actually means to me and like how much I love everyone in this band, like Clemo, Jacob, Tyler, like these guys are my best friends for real. So, uh, and just being a part of the band, it's like exciting. You know what I mean? Like, because it was a little nerve-wracking, for sure. We had a lot to live up to, you know what I mean? Because me and Jacob and our drummer, Tyler, and uh, young Ty, who was in, he's in Last Man Out with me, and he was in Snub Nodes with me. He's uh, I brought him into the band. Uh, well, me and Clemo, I told Clemo, I'm like, this kid is sick of guitar. He's willing to drive. Like, he would be a good addition. And Clemo went up to him, the one that he's like, are you straight edge? And the kid's like, yeah he's like you won't be in fool's game he's like yeah then that was it so why is clemo asking him about being straight edge because he doesn't want another drunk retard like him in the band bro <laughs> that's which so is funny. smart i mean he he knows he's like i want a kid that's like committed and not a total idiot like me mm-hmm. or like him so mm-hmm. young ty is legitimately one of my favorite for people though so i'm i'm happy to have him in every band that i'm in for the rest of my life honestly 
he's only 19, but he's already like one of my favorite people. So, yeah, and I feel like it's cool and probably makes the experience a whole lot better because you guys are so close, right? Following all of you guys on social media and seeing all the the posts and you guys always hanging out and uh, doing fun stuff. I, I think that, um, you know, makes being in band probably a lot easier and not having to just show up and see these people every so often just to do the band. You're actually spending like personal time with them. Obviously you guys are growing closer and closer with everything that you guys do. Oh, one. Yeah. 1000%. Like if we weren't like good friends already, we're like, it's not even a question that now it's like, these are our best friends. Like we, it's, these are our favorite people forever. We go to everything together. We ride to everything together. We mosh to all the same bands. Like we get food after every show. These are like our, this is our group. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. uh, and yeah, it, I would say like the biggest challenge fools game faced was writing the new record just because we had so much to live up to with the demo that none of us worked on like Bailey from fading signal and stuff like that he him and like the some of the dudes from shackled were all the people that played on the fool's game demo mm -hmm. we just came in because they couldn't actually play the songs live and clemo wanted to like start making the band active so it was like a challenge uh, it was kind of a tightrope walk of like keeping true to the sound of the demo while at the same time like making something that was us and our own and like putting our own flavor in it almost. And I can't wait to put this record out in the next month or two. And cause I think I love the songs on the demo. I think all these songs are amazing though. Like I, I really think people are going to love them as much as I do. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. I remember after your set, I was talking to Jacob in the hallway there in Carl Hall and I was like, yo, like no diss to the demo, but those new songs that you guys played are actually really fucking good. I was like, who wrote that stuff? Because I was actually legitimately stoked to hear that stuff live. No, I do. I completely agree. Like I, again, I love those demo songs. Mm -hmm. I love these songs more. I did help write them. So obviously I'm biased, but yeah. I, I just am. I, I think the I love seeing the reaction to them too. You know what I mean? Uh, as far as who wrote them, we all had a pretty big part in the writing process and stuff like that. Like, we all were just like, there's definitely a stylistic change, stuff like that. Like, the mm. demo is pretty hardcore punk and stuff like that. It It is like a hardcore demo, but I don't know if I'd be able to, like, pinpoint influences and stuff like that. With the new EP, people are probably going to be able to be, like, a little more on the nose about it. It has a little more, it is, it sounds a little bit heavier. We play an E standard. I, there's no reason that it sounds heavier. Uh, that's just production. But, mm -hmm. um, like there is more mosh parts for sure. And stuff like that. And maybe that's just part of it. Like the influences have shifted to like, what's the one song we play live that the gimme, gimme that song. I was, when I wrote that, I was like listening to terror and like, Madball, like demonstrating my style era, Madball, like on repeat, and that song was kind of just a combination of that, or like the title track off our record, Trials of Life. That song, Jacob was listening to like No Warning and like Trapped Under Ice, like on repeat, and so those like it's just a new era for the band, I think, 
and I just hope people are as excited about it as we are. Yeah. I think I we just got the art back, and I love it, dude. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I, I think people will like if people haven't paid attention to the demo. I think for sure with the new music, people are, are going to get put on notice because um, I honestly, you know, felt compelled to tell Jacob after the set, like, yo, like those new songs were sick as hell. So I'm definitely, um, you know, hyped for you guys. But like I said, I'm a fan. Um, uh, and especially after hearing those new songs live, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing uh, you guys get, um, you know, more notoriety and hopefully I'm um, able to do more. Yeah. You know, and it's like, I know I, that's a great feeling too. Just having people say kind of, or just reemphasizing what you just said is really mm -hmm. nice. Like, being in a chat with people and them being like that song is your best song like i love the demo but like that song gimme gimme is your best song or like that one with the bass intro is sick or the just they just love all the new stuff like even i don't know how to explain it it's just really exciting i've never felt this way about a record coming out like the nerves the excitement and stuff like that now like i guess i've worked on like what fucking four releases at this point but mm. this one to me is like the most exciting probably just because we put so much of ourselves into this band so yeah. but i'm excited to do all this stuff we have a run with killing me and break the cycle like just a little weekend we're doing in november we should have a single coming out around then too and okay. then about two weeks later the full i think like the first or second week of december the full record should be out it's going to be a five song EP. We're figuring out uh, who's putting it out and stuff like that. And I am just, I, it, then we'll have Keystone Jam and Reading. And mm -hmm. then we're going to do a tour down to FYA with Never Again and Cut Down, which I am so stoked for because those are not only are those guys in Jersey, like some of my favorite people in hardcore, like some of the best people I've met in this thing. Mm -hmm. I just love the bands. Like that Never Again track on the Unity comp. Top fucking tier, dog. I agree. Um, for anyone uh, who's curious, if you go to my very first TikTok video, it's a Never Again uh, snippet of them at, um, where are they playing at? I don't know where they're playing at, but um, it, it, it's, it's a snippet of them live. And I was just like, I, I just had to put it up there. And um, I, I'm a huge fan. I, I've... Um, always had the support of you know um all those guys back even when they were playing in fence cutter like they supported me coming on the podcast and we've always kept in touch yeah. and always real respectful whenever i reach out and, or even when i'm um, in the area i've had a chance to go out to um you know a perth amboy to to see a show live i, I was able to see never again and cut down so i uh, hope more people get into them because whenever i talk about new jersey Never Again's the one band that I always have to mention because um, obviously, uh, you know, like the bigger bands like like Shackle, people already know about that band. But I just want people who may not be familiar with Never Again or Cut Down. It's just like, yo, like these are two bands that are doing awesome shit and the people in the band uh, work really hard and they, uh, you know, deserve the shine and the recognition for um, their music and then also for putting on for their scene because they put in a, a lot of work. Dude, they wake live and breathe new jersey hardcore all those dudes like the way they book the steps they've taken to build their scene their dedication to like getting people into it and like they also have their 
they have what I think is the right idea around hardcore. It's like they're into everything. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. they know every word of E-Town Concrete and they know every word of Floor Punch because those are Jersey bands. And to them, that's two sides of the same coin. You know what I mean? Where it's like doesn't matter if they're heavy, doesn't matter if they're fast. They ride for their scene harder than anyone. And uh, yeah, I can't. The one show just got announced today, the uh, New Year's Day show in Syracuse. Mm-hmm. And I could literally not be more stoked for that. I've never gotten to see Death Threat live, and they're my favorite band. Oh, like, really? Holy shit. All time. Dude, I was supposed to see them like fucking when they played this hardcore a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. I couldn't go that day. And I was so mad I missed it because it was the last day's um, like set pretty much like reunion set. Mm-hmm. Last Days is my preferred death threat record. People think I'm insane for that, but I think Last Days is the best death threat record. I don't know what your preference is on that, uh, but I can't wait to see them live. Because I also, when they played the Keystone Jam a year ago, I that was the one time I got COVID. So oh, I was shit. Like, and I, I was like, I had had it for like, I only felt bad for three days. And then mm-hmm. every day after that, I was just like, fucking testing i'm like am i good to go outside yet am i good like yet and then that day i woke up i'm like i feel so good this is the day i'm gonna be able to go after all i was so ready still positive and i like punched my fucking desk i'm like god damn it so i just had to miss it sadly i i was going to fya later that week so i couldn't be too mad but like very devastating for me right. very happy to finally see them live I'm gonna put you in like a bubble or something leading up to that god damn dude very depressing yeah no but it's cool i'm i'm a, a fan of death threat uh i'm happy that uh they still do stuff when they can obviously uh way less active than before but they've been around for a long time so i can totally respect that but but it, it's definitely cool to see and, and I'm, I'm happy that those kids up there in syracuse um still uh, care about keeping a tradition like that new year's day show going so they those guys like dylan and lucas uh like both of them, Lucas is in a band called Street Hassle, and they just put out a demo, and I think it's dope. Mm-hmm. Dylan, likewise, is in a bunch of the bands from up there. He's in, he sings for Deal with God. Great he band. Play, yeah, dude, I'm wearing their sweatpants right now. They're, I every time I see them, I have an amazing time, and they play in a bunch of bands up there, and they book amazing shows. Uh, and one thing that I love that they do is like an ex- the New Year's Day show is an example. They just like put on for their scenes history, like having another victim on that show. Awesome. Having the promise on that show. Fucking awesome. Like the fact that the promise is headlining over death threat to me, because death Threat's my favorite band. I had at first, I'm like, that's insane. Then I thought about, it, I'm like, okay, where is this show happening? That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> it's in Syracuse. So I think it's awesome how much they ride for their scene. And they also are some of the best people I've met and hardcore that's probably my favorite thing about like playing with other bands and like booking and just touring is meeting people that you just form like such a cool relationship with that like from all over the country yeah it's it's special because for as big as hardcore is it's still pretty underground you know obviously there's bands like turnstile that are uh, kind of uh, showing everybody that there's no limits to this thing, but for the most part, our our, our bubble is still um, fairly unknown. 
So we do have these special bonds when we share this common love for the scene. Especially, and it's like almost like when you find people that are like really, really down, that like kinship of just being like so into it and stuff like that. Like they're the kind of people that are like me. Like people kind of give like me and Clemo and Jake shit because we listen to hardcore all the time. Mm-hmm. Like. Well, going to coming home from the gig, it's like we're playing fucking hardcore over the speakers and they're the same way and stuff like that. And it's sick and stuff. And I get it. It's probably lame that I don't listen to other types of music as much. And what I do is pretty hardcore Jason. Like, that's just what we like, dog. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think it's lame or anything. It's like that's real dedication. Like, I, I, I love hardcore. I listen to it a lot. I'm always on the prowl for um, the next cool band like hey like the next good demo and stuff like that yeah yeah because um things come out you have time to bond with it and it's like all right cool like this is awesome i get to see them live hopefully they're going to tour or i'm just waiting for their next release but while that's happening there's a new band popping up there's international bands that i want to see that i hope can make it to the states there's so many different aspects of it um uh, it just never gets old. There's just so much shit going on. And, uh, you know, with the access that we have because of the internet these days, you can, uh, you know, be on a bender. You, you, like for me, I've never been satisfied. It's just, okay, this band's cool, but I know there's somebody out there who's better. Like, like who's going to interest me next. That's just like what I'm just constantly searching for. Cause I, I like, I, I'm not like, you know, stuck in like one type of hardcore. I, I'm a fan of um, you know every subgenre. So same here. And I, like you said, you can do that all day with like new bands or like what was a while ago, me and Bob and a couple other guys in our one group chat, we did this thing literally just for our own enjoyment this is going to sound insane to a lot of people. But we were like found 100 bands from the 90s, 100 bands from the 2000s and 100 bands from 2010s, like mm-hmm. just list our top 100 records in no consecutive order, but for each decade. And to us, that's fun. You know what I mean? It took like days to complete, like we- a week at least to complete. Mm-hmm. But like just going and like going down that rabbit hole and being like, oh, look, I completely forgot about this record. Or like I completely forgot about that record. And just like that took me down like a three day rabbit hole of like deep cut demos from like the 90s or like bands from the 2000s that I've completely forgotten about or didn't even know existed. Mm-hmm. And then, like, having to see where they stack up against some of my favorites, like, it, like you said, it's almost, it never gets stale because there's always some deep cut you can find. Or, like, today I was just talking with my, like, friend's little brother about he was uh, just sending, we're just sending, like, live videos. And he, he'll admit, like, yeah, this band is mid as hell, uh, but this live set is insane from, like, 2003. It's you can tell the video is from 2003 alone from like the shittily named video mm-hmm. where it's like it, it's literally just like titled it's like House Show Pittsburgh 2004 like it doesn't even say the band's fucking name or something like that but like all there's so many different aspects of our culture that you can never I can never get bored personally yeah no I'm in the same boat man because it takes up a big part of my day. I'm always wondering, um, you know, whatever happened to, you know, X band or anticipating, um, knowing that there's shit coming for a, a band that I like, or even, um, 
you know, seeing friends have great success with the music that they create, that, that that's always fulfilling and inspiring too. So it, it, it's definitely awesome. Yeah, I completely agree. And, you know, like you said, like whether it's new or old, just we, I don't think some people understand how exciting this is or like, I know some people act like hardcore is a fucking chore and stuff like that. And that doesn't make sense to me. To me, it's like the most fun thing ever. It's the only thing that makes my life living at sometimes. Like right now, shit kind of sucks for me. But hardcore wise, dude, A1, like makes everything better. For sure. Without hardcore, I don't know where I would be because when I stumbled across it, I, I was a young freshman in high school and had no idea um, where I fit in with anything. And just stumbling across, um, you know, music because of my sister, she uh, sent me uh, terror. She's like, hey, check this band out. I don't know if you'll be into this, but this is some pretty aggressive stuff that I'm you know, getting into. I think you might like it, too. And from there, it was just the switch that flipped and um you know never look back that's sick i didn't know that was like which record was it do you remember the demo oh it was a demo that's what's up that's sick yeah. mine was uh two of my friends passed a uh no effect cd in the hallway and i thought the album cover was cool so i went home and looked it up and mm-hmm. then i was like into it for like the next two weeks i was like kind of learning about like early punk bands and stuff because I, I just like looked up a lot of the bands that they referenced and then I remember almost like I don't remember like I think I was like 12 or 13 but I was like the second that they were like wait you haven't listened to Black Flag yet and we like went to the, my friend's living room and he put on the song Nervous Breakdown for me and I like that song to me I was like that's how I fucking feel like that song like literally shook i i remember that moment so vividly and i can't think of any other reason than like that it just struck that big of a chord with me and it's like weird how we remember those moments for sure Uh, yeah It, it was cool because i stumbled across this subculture that i didn't know anything about i was just kind of learning as i go and then finding out that there was pockets of people in my hometown that knew about it too and then we instantly bonded like strangers to really close friends overnight just because we shared this love for this really aggressive underground music yeah dude there's no there's no better feeling than like it's slightly heartbreaking because a lot of the people that i got into it with just don't care anymore Mm -hmm. but that being said i'm still friends with a lot of those people and i've made almost like what feels like hundreds of new friends you know what i mean over the course of continuing going to shows so it's, mm-hmm. yeah it, it's rough when you, people drop out or stop coming around but it's not like you lose them really and you get to continue making new friends which is always fun yeah i can fly to pennsylvania and have really close friends when i go to you know the wilkesbury scene or you know heading down to philly and i'm having people to to rely on and it's all because we share the same love for music and have gotten to know each other because of it so I'm very grateful to be able to um, have friends um, fr- from all over, uh, you know, friends in Florida, shout out Carter Holmes, shout out Pensacola, shout out Burning Strong. Um, and then even friends here in uh, California, just people along the way that I never thought that I would uh, interact with. But because of um, 
music or people supporting the podcast and just getting to know them on a real personal level. I'm like, damn, years like like I'm deep into this, right? I'm old <laughs> and I'm still right. like finding, uh, you know, cool people to meet in this, even though like I've um, you know gotten jaded a little bit sometimes, you know, meet some whack people. But still, th th there's still cool people out there. And I'm very thankful to be able to have this bond with you know people that might not even give a fuck, you know? The whack ones just enlighten you to how good other people are. That's what I think. That is true. That's why I love flying to the Scranton Wilkesbury area. Shout out Nate Prosciutti. Shout out 1240 Records. Shout out Bizarre Skate Shop. Shout out Title Fight. That's why I go there. I, I I love those people. Shout out OSC. Shout out Warren. It's crazy. Ripped away. And Warren. I just asked him to play a show. We'll see what he says. Oh yes, Warren. Okay, Warren's awesome. I, I'm, uh, I'm very stoked on their future. They got a lot of cool shit going on. They're a great band. Been a big fan for since uh, what was the one record? The one with the dog on it, the green one. Mm -hmm. uh, got to see them pretty early on. Uh, the record release and all the shows those guys were doing at the Hive were sick. Um, that spot rip. I didn't but because it was a really cool DIY spot. But. Yeah, I, I got to like walk through there like on like the last days of them having it. But <laughs> but 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 I never got to go to a show. I, I would have loved to have seen like Warren uh, OSC choice to make or somebody in there. That would have been so sick. I forget what the biggest show I probably saw there was. I saw a lot of good ones. Uh, the most packed one was maybe when Inclination Vicious Embrace weekend went through there. Okay. That one was pretty that was crazy. That was a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. That was a good. That was like right after they dropped the uh, their EP or whatever, like the one right after the Midwest Red Edge demo. Mm -hmm. I can't remember the name off the top of my head, but it was a lot of fun. Good, good night. I think One Step Closer also played that night. I could be. I'm pretty sure they played. They played together a lot, despite the fact that they sound nothing alike. I think just because straight edge bands. Yeah. yeah, that was it. It was Rain of Salvation, Vicious Embrace, and Salvation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. It's it's coming back to me now. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's, yeah, that's why I, I fly out there. I, I try to go at least once a year. Um, that's, uh, you know, part of the reason is because I, I love it so much out there, but also the, the people. It, it blows me away at how nice they are. Obviously, like, we're friends, whatever, but it, it just blows me away how nice and, like, kind everyone is out there that I know. Yeah, I mean, obviously, Plum, my best friend, is from out that way. Uh, and my uh, my one friend, Jacob Rodney, he's starting a band from out there and stuff. He goes to Crashing Down, right? Shows. Yeah, Crashing Down. Uh, I got to book their first show not too long ago at the yard. It was um, Broken Vow, Fool's Game, Reaching Out, Sunstroke, Take It to Heart, and uh, Crashing Down's first show. And they had a good reaction, you know, and he it, like straight up admitted, he's like, you know, most of these kids don't really listen to hardcore and stuff like that, but they just want to be in a band. And mm -hmm. I just put on like a bunch of like locking out records for him. And I said, write something like this. And they did. And I'm like, well, that's sick. Good on you for trying to get some kids into a different style of music. Cause they were all into like, you know, indie or alternative or emo music. And he's mm -hmm. like, you know, that's pretty cool, but like do this. And, the fact that he tried to get these kids into a different kind of subculture, I think is dope. And he comes to as much as he can, which is uh, he's I've been me and him have been moshing together 
and like haven't known each other since like early 20 2019 mm-hmm. stuff like that uh he will ever he's always broken my heart with the way he broke edge but <laughs> he's still um, he's still a great dude yeah I, I gotta give him a little shit for that always but no yeah. one's safe from my criticism on that <laughs> and is, is he healthy because i've heard of some uh you know an injury that i don't want to make public but but i heard about his injury is he okay i haven't heard from him i, I was actually very surprised that i didn't see him while i was in town I, I think he's better. Um, he just has a new job, uh, which is why I think he, I think it's second shift, which is why he brought, I don't think he was there. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but, injury. No, I, I think he, he's, I think he's fully recovered from said injury. Okay. I think he's just busy salting potato chips. Okay. Well, I, commented on one of those flyers asking where I could listen to crashing down. And they mentioned that they would be recording soon. So hopefully that happened or ha- is going to happen. Cause I would like to hear what they sound like Because a new band from that area. always intrigues me because I'm such a fan of their scene. If this demo does not come out, I'm actually going to be upset with him mm-hmm. because he listens to like locking out bands more than like 90% of people who jock that style. Okay. And I think he this band probably is doing it better than ninety percent of the bands that jock that style. Oh wow! Or like claim like, yeah, we're going for a locking out sound, and then you listen to it and you're like, I don't fucking hear it at all. But like that yeah. is still good, but or it's like, whatever. But like it's like I don't hear the influence that mm-hmm. you're claiming. Yeah, so are you um, just saying that because it sounds cool? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it, I feel like. That I hear that a lot. I'm like, all right, word, like whatever. Uh, but so I I think. They need to put it out soon. I think it's done. I think they may be just be waiting for one thing, or maybe they're just now finishing it up and they're about to send it out to people. Mm-hmm. But uh, he also was doing another band for a while. I filled in for their first show because the original bass player, uh, Eric, did dropped out completely. Um, so I filled in on bass, and that was a different band called Sever the Ties, which was a uh, he was going to sing for that. And then Young Ty from Fool's Games, mm-hmm. those last man out was on guitar. Dakota from Hesitate was on drums. Um, it, it seems like it's just done after that one show. So sometimes it happens with a band. I hope that's not the case with Crashing Down because I was I had their second show booked, mm-hmm. and then his injury uh, caused them to have to drop very last minute, which was unfortunate for them. I felt really bad, but. Yeah, we'll get them on something else For next sure. time they're ready. You mentioned hesitate. That's a throwback. When I think about, um, you know, uh, like your band member uh, Jacob, I I was it's like every time I saw him, I'm like, hey, what's up with your band? Where's so and so? Because I'd always ask him about you know some of his members, and I just was never got the opportunity to see his band live. So when I got to see Fool's Game, I'm like, cool, I can check that off the list. I'm happy to see Jacob doing well and playing an awesome band. Yeah, I I always thought hesitate was fun. Um, I like. All those dudes. I I was at. I remember seeing Hesitate when they were, uh, like, before Jack was in the band. They played. They opened the first Unity Barbecue, and that was my first time seeing them. But mm-hmm. like, Steven Dakota, uh, Steve who played guitar, or he originally sang, but he ended up playing guitar, and Dakota who drum. They would come to like a lot of the Valley shows, before like, way before I booked. Like I just like knew them because they would just come to the area and they were the only people I knew that would really do that um, for a while, which was cool. Uh, 
you know, Rip has a date. For sure. Yeah. You, you weren't weren't around forever, but you were you were fun, and I'm excited. I hope those guys do something new soon. I if they do, I'd be excited to hear it. For sure. Got to keep our eyes peeled and, uh, you know, uh, just waiting patiently. But okay. All right. Well, I appreciate you taking the time to come on the podcast today. I admire your, uh, you know, um, work ethic. You you do a lot of cool stuff. I'm a fan of your music. I'm a fan of what you're doing for your scene out there in PA. Um, But before we go, is there anything else you would like to say? Uh, Let's see. I. This weekend, I'm uh, working at the Hard Times Tattoo Flea Market. Hard Times Tattoo is an awesome shop run by some of the most down-for-life, hardcore people of all time that I've met. And uh, Alex Bradley, who also books for Philly Hardcore Shows, is putting it on. I'm happy to be working at the Philly Hardcore table, so come by and say hey. Uh, as far as shows go, let me check and make sure I got the dates right. So I'll give people a little sneak peek on what's to come just so because some of them have just been announced and some of them are soon to be announced. The flyers are getting finished up. Also hit up Alex Bradley for show flyer news. She's an amazing artist and she always fucking kills it. Um, But November 10th coming up, uh, fool's game is actually going to be headlining at the media VFW which is exciting, but it's going to be fool's game discouraged from, uh, get where Oakland, California. Mm-hmm. So that'll be cool that they're coming through, uh, pain strikes controller. And then, uh, like two more alternative indie bands. Okay. Buddy, you would actually probably like that. Jamie. Okay. They kind of, they're basically like, they said, they're like, we want to sound like title fight and, they kind of, they kind of do. So, right. which is I'll, I'll check them out. I, I'm interested. But, um, okay, buddy. Yeah, and then uh, newer band Snow Channel, which is like members of uh, the Philly band Bankrupt and Drug Bust, but it's more like a Stone Roses indie vibe. Okay. So that's cool. And then coming up on December second is uh, going to be the band Downhill, Queens, Guillotine, Bleed, New Jersey. Uh, Ten Slugs and Drill Tusk, more of like a deathcore beatdown show. Uh, but the band uh, Downhill, they are real down for life guys. They do sound for a ton of my shows. Good dudes will be at the Yard Skate Park. Not long after, about a week later, Cycle of Abuse, Cemented in Fear, Two Piece Delusion, Shot Out, also at the Yard. And then uh, I got a couple shows planned for next year, but we don't got to get that far ahead. It'll be. People will keep up to date. You can follow me on social media or whatever at Ben X Dookie. I think that's my Insta thing. Okay. Real, real creative. I know. Yeah. Real. <laughs> hey, keep it simple, right? Yeah. Okay. But and- uh, thank you again, Jamie, for seriously having me on. I always appreciate it and love talking to you. So no problem. You. Uh, you know, I appreciate the conversation. You're always welcome. But one last thing before we go, uh, can you give us your thoughts on Move 